This is It Was a Thing on TV. Spoiler number one is Dr. Lee Franz. It stinks. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Episode 90, submission 1400, Golden Balls. Golden Balls. Balls aired on ITV from June 18th, 2007 to December 18th, 2009 for a total of six seasons of 289 episodes. Today's players have all been truthful. I'm just begging you, please give me that chance. They've all been trusted. What I'll do, I'll just prove that you're lying now. And they've all been stolen from. Ashley! Ashley, you like the sound of your own voice! Will history repeat itself? Let's find out. It's Golden Ball! For Golden Balls, where once again there's a fortune waiting to be won or lost. And today, four returning players looking to bluff their way to the big money. Well, guys, it's come to this. Balls. Balls? Balls. 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 It's balls. a show about balls. Isn't that right, uh, Jeff Peterson? Balls, balls. Huh? yeah, balls. 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 In your pants. Balls. Isn't that right, Way William Johnson? Balls, 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 balls. I'm just saying. Not just any balls. Golden balls. Golden balls. Golden balls. Balls of gold. One hundred of them, to be precise. In a sort of tumbling... It, it's in a sort of a number jumbler tumbler thing. Well, you know what it reminds me of? And, and this is a very uh, accurate observation. I know what it, it reminds rem you of. It, it reminds me of the ball cage that you used on future installment Caesar's Challenge. Yes, sir! Yeah, except you don't have, like, a, a, a centurion. No, you have Amanda Grant. But she's not the star of the show. She's simply the model of the show. The star of the show is one Jasper Carrot, a.k.a. Robert Norman Davis. He's a very matter-of-fact on this show. He, he, he simply, first of all, first thing you need to understand is he says balls a lot. And he also says gold a lot. But the rules of this game are, and they're very simple, keep the cash, knock out the killers. That's just good life advice, by the way. That's it. Good night. No. <laughs> Well, there's a little bit more to that. 
Yeah, there's now, there is a nuance. There's a nuance. We we talked about the hundred, the cage of a hundred balls. They call that the golden bank. Twelve balls from the golden bank are put into play. Those balls are going to be with four players for the rest of the game. We should all say, well, not necessarily through the rest of the game, because if you get knocked out, which we'll get to in a little bit, that yeah. money goes bye-bye too. Yeah. But, uh, but then also we should add that the balls range, in, I'm sorry, not just the balls, the, the golden, golden balls. balls. The golden yeah, we, balls. We need to emphasize that, the golden balls. They range in value from 10 pounds all the way up to 75,000 pounds. So there's potential for big money in this, especially for a daytime game show. And uh, it happened a few times where the, the money got really, really serious. Six figures uh, if you do it right. Oh, yeah. At least I've, once I've seen six figures. But uh, it was, well, it was not uncommon to, to see values upwards of 20,000 pounds. But uh, also at the same time, if you have bad luck, which we'll talk about in a little bit, uh, you could be playing for 10 pounds or less. Okay. But, so the, but, 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 but in addition to the 12 random money balls, they're all randomly selected again, sort of like the letters on, on Caesar's challenge. There are four killer balls put into play. Don't want the killer ball. You do yeah, not. Yeah, the killer ball. The killer, the killer balls are not good. You want money. Yes. And what happens is each of the four players is given four balls randomly through some sort of spinning device that sort of separates them and 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 drops off the balls in their 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 home areas, if you will. Mm-hmm. What then happens is the contestants put the balls on four pedestals in front of them, arranged two in a front row, two in the back row. And then they can take a look to see what the values are of all four balls. Because what's going to happen is your front two balls are going to be revealed. Boy, I ought to watch how I say that. But yeah, your two front golden balls are then revealed. The, the values for everybody to see on an individual basis. So and you're then, saying that you get to show off two of your balls. Two of your golden balls, yes. Oh, this is not going to be full of Double entendres, folks. No, just telling you that right now. Nope. Nope. But, but, but yeah, you, you show off the values of two of your balls, the, the two in the front row, and then the back two, you can either tell the truth or you can lie. So, so this, it, it depends how you want to play the game. And that's important because after a, shall we say, spirited discussion, just, just short of somebody throwing la, con- la, la chancla. Y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. You're going to have to vote out who you think has the killers. Yeah, that's the big thing. Is you want to get rid of the killers, or if you don't get rid of the killers, uh, at least get rid of the low values. Get rid of the. Yeah. 10 pounds, 20 pounds, 50 pounds. You keep the big uh, money in and you knock out the killers. Yeah, and, and the thing is, if you don't get rid of the killers in the first round, it's fine. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And so it's just basically a vote of the four contestants. They say, okay, who do you think should be voted off? And whoever gets most of the votes, either uh, three votes or, or two votes, gets the boot. And then before they go... 
they need to show what was on their balls. The golden balls, people. You know what I'm talking about. People, people, people. And so that sort of shows off whether you're being honest or not, because uh, you know, there are people who'd be brutally honest and say, okay, I've got a killer. But also at the same time, I've got 30,000 pounds. So there's a dilemma. Do you want to keep the person who's got a killer in the game? But also at the same point, they've got 30,000 pounds. So that, that's like uh, uh, a, a good and a bad. Usually if you had were honest and had a big value, they'd keep you. But uh, since you can lie about your values, nothing's stopping you from saying, I've got a 12,000-pound ball, and I've got a 15,000-pound ball. And then when you open it up, oh, there's a killer, and there's 25 pounds. So you've got to do some detective work. You've got to call people's bluff. You've got to analyze them. And the thing is, uh, sort of like, again, future installment, uh, Dirty Rotten Cheaters, there's a round of interrogation. Well, I wouldn't even call it interrogation. It's almost like downright finger pointing. Okay, you're lying. Oh, I'm not lying. You know, I, I it's like I said, it's it's like one level shy of throwing the chancra. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, sometimes it they really get is. down and they get down and dirty. They they're straight up in the muck on this show. Yeah. And so after the vote, whoever has the most votes is gone. And if it's tied, the two contestants who are not up for being booted, they get to pick who gets the boot. Yeah. And if there's a four-way tie, then the first three to reach an agreement on who should be eliminated advances to the next round. Like, so it's of- almost a game of not it. No, this is almost sort of sounds like the middle round of the U.S. version of Divided. Yeah. Where you, you, where you need three people to, to boot somebody out. So everybody then reveals, everybody left reveals what was on their balls, their, Gold. their, their golden balls. Then the balls are placed back into the spinner, and two more balls are added from the golden bank, and one more killer ball is also added, bringing the total amount of balls to 15. Each player gets five balls, two in front, three behind. And like before, they have to reveal what was in the front line of balls. And the key to this round is a good memory, because since we're putting two new balls into play... Well, no, we're not just putting two new balls. We're putting three balls. We're putting three three balls balls because you also add another killer in the mix. Full count. So, so yeah, there's another killer and uh, and two more money balls in the mix. And a good memory helps here because if you remember what values moved on from the first round, that gives you a sense of credibility. Because if you say in the back row you've got, okay – I've got the biggest ball from round one. And then, oh, I've got two new balls because I don't remember what was played in the first round or what made it over to round two. That sort of gives you either you're very lucky by getting the two random balls or you just have a bad strategy and bad memory. 
Yep. And the thing is, being honest here really is the best policy to get you into the final. And again, you know, there's killers in play, at least one, but, you know, conceivably. There's always there at least five one. Yeah. killers. And, uh, and that's another thing that actually Jasper keeps track of. Uh, just when people say what they have is, we've got three people who say that there's four killers out there, but only three are in the game. Two made it from the last round and then the one that was added. So somebody's clearly lying. Or actually, it's usually the other way around, where nobody admits to killers and uh, or, or rarely admits to killers. The number of killers there declared is actually less than what's in the game because, again, you want to pretend, hey, I've got all this money. I don't have killers. I'm safe going into the next round when that may not actually be the case. First of all, the lesson here is, don't try and get one up on Jasper. He knows more than you think. Well, also, don't try getting one up on the, the contestants. Ha have a good memory. Remember what's been played, and don't just pull out of your butt in round two. Oh, I've got a 60,000-pound ball when, you know, maybe there's not a 60,000-pound ball in play. Uh, and, and also, that, that's a little far-fetched that you have that ball when there's so many middling values, there's, you know, 1,000 pounds, 1,500 pounds, 3,000 pounds. You know, don't, don't bite off more than you can chew, essentially. Yeah. After the ceremonial throwing of La Chancla, we get another vote. This time, the vote to eliminate is two, obviously, because there are three players. But if there's a three-way tie... We have another one of those not it sort of votes. And of course, whoever has the most votes is eliminated. They bin all of their balls, but not before going through the indignity of showing what they have. Yeah, showing if they're telling the truth or if they're full of you know what. Balls. If they're full of balls. Balls. Okay, that's fair. Like who's talking out of their balls and who's just talking? And the final two are going on to the final round, which is called Bin or Win. But not before Amanda adds one more killer. So conceivably, there could be six killers in play. And uh, if there's six killers in play, well, number one, you have bad uh, judgment skills on other people, whether they're telling the truth or not. But two, the more killers you bring into this game, the more likely you're not going to win a whole ton of money. And yeah. the reason why is in this round, the 11 balls are placed on a platform of sorts, like a table, and brought to the two contestants on opposite ends of a table. And they get to alternate picking one ball at a time. They're all still closed. And the idea is the first ball that's picked gets binned, which means essentially thrown away, discarded. The second ball the person chooses is a win ball, which means that constitutes how much you're going to play for in the final round, which we'll get to in a little bit. So player one picks one ball to bin, then a ball to win for, for their final prize. Player two does the same, picks one to bin, picks one to win. Player one then does it a third time. Player two does it a fourth time. Pl uh, player one 
then does it a fifth time. So you end up with five balls binned and five balls won. And then also you have one ball that doesn't make it. So the optimal strategy, which obviously is just pure luck, is you want to bin the killers and you want to win the big money. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens if you win a killer? Well, there's a reason why it's called a killer. Your bank drops by 90%. It so is literally bin- decimated. Yeah, literally decimated. Move that decimal one space to the left. That's the effect of a killer. Yep. So the thing is, if you can't get rid of your killers or if you have too many killers and they, they end up showing up, you may take your 1,000 pounds. Oh, there's a killer. You go down to 100 pounds. Oh, there's another killer. You go down to 10 pounds. Oh, there's another killer. You go down to one pound. So you can see how this really like could kill your bank if you make some unlucky decisions. Yeah, but also, let's just say you have uh you have the uh, seventy five thousand dollar seventy five thousand pound ball. You find a you find four killers after that. You're playing for seven pounds fifty. Yeah, and, and also luck can be on your side because if you've been at the right time, get get rid of those killers. You could have a, a clean board. Oh, but yes. I, I, I did the stats on this, the, the probability years ago. I forget uh, uh, the exact number, but uh, the probability of getting a perfect round in terms of getting the five highest values was something like one in 320. It, it wasn't astronomical. Uh, it, it was very doable. And I'm sure it's happened probably at least once or twice on the show. So it's something that can happen. Uh, but also, like I said earlier, yeah, there's a possibility you might end up with a pound 50 or, or 10 pounds, uh, especially if, you know, the, the stuff that you win are killers and 10 pounds, 15 pounds, 20 pounds. So, yeah, th- there's a lot of luck involved here. And the order that you pick the balls, that you win the balls, is important because whatever you get is automatically added or deducted to your total. So if you start off with, say, a 50,000-pound ball, good job. But if then your next ball you win is a killer, you're down to 5,000. And then the next ball you win is another killer, you go down to 500, and then, you know, so on and so forth. So whatever your running total is after five balls, that's what you take to the final round. And the final round is something that's been used maybe a little too much on different shows except they didn't use the name you may be used to. They called it splitter steel. It's basically another way of saying, hey, here's the prisoner's dilemma. Hey, it's friend or foe. Are you a friend or are you a foe? Okay. So both contestants are given two balls, two final balls. So both contestants have two balls in front of them. One says split and the other says steal. They, do, they confirm in secret that they have a ball that says split and a ball that says steal. And after, you know, hemming and hawing over whether or not they should share the money or take it all for themselves, they choose one of the balls. If the balls chosen, one on each side, say split, 
they split the bank and go home with an equal share of the money. If one says split and the other says steal, the person who chose steal takes the whole lot. Mm. If one says steal and the other say steal, then we're going to have to hide the chanclas because they're going to be throwing them at each other because nobody goes home with anything. That doesn't sound familiar at all. Yeah. Um, as we said, it's it's been done numerous times on shows like Shafted and Divided kind of sort of, even though that's more of a three-way split and you got to pick your share. But like we said, it's, it's been on Friend or Foe. Uh, that would be the most familiar title to uh, people on the, uh, uh, on the American side of the Atlantic. But now there's more to this game, and uh, I, I found this interesting. Uh, if you look at the game itself, not only is it a, a giant game of luck and probability, but also it, it gets into how people think and how people play under those circumstances. You know, do they lie? Do they say they're going to split when they're actually going to steal? And uh, some interesting stuff that uh, actually economists determined regarding the decisions. I mean, when it comes to the uh, prisoner's dilemma and situations like this, like game theory and stuff, definitely you want to go to economists. They, they know this stuff inside and out. Uh, and also, uh, obviously, social scientists uh, looked at this as like a big experiment as well. So they went beyond the numbers and looked at how people played the game. So players, on average, they chose split 53% of the time, which I think is a surprising number. I mean, that shows how trusting people are. More people chose split than steal, which I think is, is very telling. Because I'm not going to lie, if I go on the show, I'm going steal because, you know, steal is going to be split every time. And you better have a ton of faith that your partner is going to say, uh, well, it does make a difference. I mean, it, whether they say split or steal, you're either going home with everything or nothing. If you play split, you know, you're hoping that your opponent plays uh, split as well, but, you know given this is a game of, uh, of deception and there's a little bit of uh, lying involved, I, you got to look back at the person's history in the game. If they've been honest throughout the course of the game, they're probably going to be honest in the end game. If you've got the person uh, who said, oh, I've got the 75,000-pound ball, and they didn't bring the 75,000-pound ball, I wouldn't be all that trusting of them. Interesting you mention about that sort of thing. Uh, according to that same, that same study, young men are more likely to pick steel than young women. But at the same time, older men are more likely to pick split than younger men. So it's like the older you get, the more trusting you become and that is about this, and that's about the uh, opposite of what happens when you're a female. So I just think that's pretty interesting. The older you get, the more nice. I'm calling BS on that. Well, I, I was going to say, is it necessarily trusting or is it gullibility? Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, think about it. 
if you are an older man and you're going up against a younger woman, uh, you know, men's minds tend to go in different directions, you know, with, with a beautiful woman involved or a beautiful and balls. woman involved. They, once they get their balls yeah, involved, well, then it becomes a problem. Another mention of balls. But yeah, you're, you're not wrong, though, about that. Uh, so I, I can understand, you know, where older men might be more gullible or maybe fall in that trap. And then uh, a young lady says, Oh, no, you're not going home with anything pops. Mm. So over the course of the show, it sort of became, uh, I don't want to say appointment television, but it became really popular until it just fell off sometime in the summer of 2009. I, I couldn't tell you what in the world happens then, but it just one, one of these days it, it I guess the uh, universal answer is yeah, they poured all of their money into it, tapped out their key demographic, and tapped out. Too long didn't read version. Everybody got sick of it. More or less, yeah. It, it, and it happens. I mean, there, there's been plenty of shows that we've seen have started like a house on fire, and then after a year or two, it's like, eh, this this like the yeah, same, old, could, same old. Yeah, after a year or two, I'm like, I can only see so many psychopaths on my television during during high tea. And just remember some of the names of TV shows that have gone through that. I mean, one of them is coming back uh, next month in form of The Weakest Link. Oh, that was the biggest thing in 2001, but it was off of network television by 2002. And then there was a year in syndication. But that went as soon as it came, essentially. It, it was here, and it, you know, there was so much promotion going around. It was a house on fire for a year or so, and then... It burned. Oh, we're not, we're not going to watch because the, the likelihood of anybody winning anywhere near a million dollars is nothing. True. And, and the same can and be said even, here. It's not so much about the player's fault. It's just one of the mechanics of the game. Yes, you can pick a 75,000-pound ball and then a 25,000-pound ball, and you'd have a bank of 100,000 pounds. Pick three killers, that's down to 100. In addition, and this shows how popular this show was, there wasn't just a board game. There was a DS game. And there was a Wii game. And I've played uh, on an emulator, the DS version, and oh my gosh, that might as well be a uh, game that'll be brought up in the next uh, video game show. That is a bad video game. Even as like a probability experiment, it was bad. It was bad. Now, maybe it's because, excuse the phrase, you don't have balls in your hand. Oh my God! Well, but okay, but serious. Okay, you know. Okay, I'm bringing out the props. Okay. You don't have tangible. Okay, these are dice, but still, you don't have the Those props are not in your hand. Balls. <laughs> these look like balls. Oh, hey, put your balls away, Mike! Oh my God! Another reason why this should be a video podcast. <laughs> and, and and so yeah, you don't have tangible props. These may be. Dice, 120-sided dice, which... Huh? Oh, they make those? Oh, my God! 
I've got two of them. Yeah. There's there's such hundred twenty uh, sided dice. You don't even see part of the, the thing. Hey, if you hey, laugh now, Greg. But if you ever find yourself in a situation where you have hundred twenty options and you need something to decide it, when am I ever going to need hundred and twenty options for something? Anyway, well, okay. Now remember, 120 is divisible by a bunch of numbers, 12 and 10 and three. Not that you need 40 options for something, but I mean, if you had like three options, well, one through 40 could be option one, 41 through 80 could be option two, and 81 through 120 could be option three. But we're getting off track. The point is, you don't have a tangible object in your hands. You're making a, a selection on a video screen, on a, on a DS screen. So, uh, but, but at least in the board game, they actually did have, oh God, oh, I can't believe I'm the saying balls. it. balls. Go ahead, say they, it. They had tiny it. balls, yes. Tiny balls. <laughs> the board game had tiny balls. Be quiet, Greg singing tiny balls like tiny bubbles. Tiny balls in the rain. The champagne's on Corbell. Thanks, Great Mano. big balls. Huge, disgusting, artificially injected balls. Oh, my. <laughs> I think that was Alan Thicke there that said that. No, <laughs> I was George Decay, dummy. It sounded like you're Alan Thicke. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, don't, you make, know I'm don't, don't make me call Alan. Oh, no. He's still no, upset. No, no, no. Mike, no. He, Mike. He's told me he's very upset by your terrible rendition of the Wizard of Oz theme. Oh no, oh no. Weeks ago. oh no, oh no, oh no. Okay, you oh, know no. how I'm going to save this? What? It's time for eBay Prices Right. Oh, oh boy. No. Would you rather me uh, do my version of Wizard of Oz? Now? It's time for eBay Prices Right. Now, I'm picking at random. There's actually, it looks like nine finished auctions of, um, of Golden Balls Wii games. Oh, and I'm, I'm going to roll a, well, 120 doesn't go into nine evenly, but I'll, I'll figure out something. What like, the you want to play with is, your balls on your Wii? What? I couldn't even play it on my Wii since it's not even region free. Yeah, you can't play it on your Wii because it is not region free. Okay, so I'm going to pick, okay, that one. So we're bidding on a copy of Golden Balls. This sold on eBay on July 2nd of this year. It's from Rossendale, UK. We're going to bid in American dollars, okay? So don't give me British pounds. It's already been... Uh, converted automatically by eBay. Cool. Uh, this is like new. Like new. So right. uh, it's probably had some little bit of use. It's not factory sealed. So uh, like new from a smoke and pet free home. Uh, well, too bad you don't have any pets because pets are good. Isn't that right, Bonettles? Okay, we'll see pets if he comes. Pets are awesome. Pets are very awesome. Okay. So again, we're going to do dollars and cents uh, converted from British pounds. 
And I think I started with Greg last time, so I'm going to start with Chico. Uh, so it's a it's a it's a Wii game. Uh, it's a Wii game, not not Wii U. Yeah, it's a Wii game, original okay. Wii. I'm gonna go and because is it? It's not rare, I don't think. So I'm gonna go with uh, twenty dollars. Well, remember it's on that side of the uh, Atlantic. Oh, so. in that case, in that case, sixty dollars. Okay, Greg. Five dollars. Believe it or not, you've both overbid. What? What? So we'll start the bidding. Uh, the high, uh, the low bid was low five dollars. It was five dollars, <laughs> yes. So you need a bid under five dollars, Chico. I need a bid under five dollars for twenty, because if you buy this game, you are obviously smoking something. Smoke them if you got them, Greg. Four twenty-one, and you're still over. Are you freaking kidding me? Go lower than four twenty. Ninety-nine cents. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, fuck it, ninety-nine cents. Greg, one dollar, Bob. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew that was when coming. he said ninety-nine cents. I was it set me up. Well, yeah. Well, guys, you heard I didn't say y'all overbid again, so it was at least a dollar. <laughs> Well, if you want to buy this copy of Golden Balls for the Wii, it's going to cost you $2.64. Oh, wow. You got wrong. Well, hold on. But, but there's, there's a huge catch. What's the catch? The shipping. And somebody actually still bought this. The shipping was 29 pounds, 53 pence. Yeesh. Which converts to almost $39. Wow, that, dude! For that for that price, you could just get you a VPN, order it off Amazon, gently used. Yeah, well, but also remember, this isn't even compatible with US NTSC versions of the Wii. So you need to have a PAL version, or you need to have a hacked region free version. Yeah. Yeah, but, but say. yeah, but but the likelihood of that is pretty low. So yeah, if you had uh, well, two dollars and sixty four cents. Actually, I'm sorry, eBay converted the shipping differently than I did. Forty dollars and eighty nine cents to ship. Wow. Uh huh. Uh, and taking a look, that's actually it looks like the highest shipping of any of these. Uh, oh no, there's one that's forty one thirty six to ship. Okay. But then there's some that are five twenty eight. I'm guessing that's for UK only. Twenty one ninety nine, twenty two oh three, seven ninety. So, yeah, if you have uh, about forty five dollars sitting around, you can get a copy of this. But again, I mean, unless you're a big fan and you have a a PAL version of the Wii, I wouldn't even bother with it. Don't don't waste your money. Okay, go go get an emulator, a DS emulator. Get Golden Balls for the DS, play it, do like I did, remove it from your emulator after one game, and wipe your hands clean. Or actually, what it might even be a cheaper uh, option is is just order the home game. Okay. And no, we're not going to play eBay prices right for the no, home game. No. Well, no but, well, if we did that, then we wouldn't have time for what I just sent you. 
This is, without a doubt, the weirdest splitter steel ever. And we're going to link this because I've seen this in the past. This was absolutely bizarre. Yeah. Absolutely bizarre. This is going to, and you can, it's like, you could look into his, uh, this is one of those things where it's like, I wish this was a, I wish this was a video podcast because you can look into his eyes. He's got the psycho eyes. Oh, he's got crazy eyes. You better believe it. He's got crazy eyes. But yeah, we're definitely going to link this in the, uh, episode description so you can see this. It has to be seen to be believed. This is amazing. It really is. This could have easily backfired on him. I'm not giving any spoilers. I want you guys to see the video. It's had a ton of uh, views on YouTube. Uh, As of right now, it's at 10.5 million views for a Golden Balls clip. How about that? 10.5 million. For a show that not many people in America have seen, although I'll, 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 and we like to talk about these things before the show, but I told Mike and Greg this could work if it were on Netflix, because a people would actually pay to watch this crap, and b no reason to constrict it with those pesky commercials. Even though it was on ITV and it did air in commercials, it, it did air commercials. But also, I think another thing is C. Given some of the shows that uh, Netflix has had, in terms of prize money being offered, this is relatively tame. I mean, yeah, there's a possibility you can give away, let's say, a hundred thousand dollars or fifty thousand dollars. But on an average day, it seemed like you know they'd give away at most maybe. and again remember you need to have somebody say split because if they both pick steel nobody's winning anything so that'll keep the budget down too because you know that you know when there's big money at stake greed gets into play oh i want to take the entire pot instead of half of a hundred thousand dollars so it, it is a very psychological game uh, like I said, I like it. I know Greg and Chico don't like it necessarily. No, I do nope. not like it at all. No, sir, I don't like it. Well, again, I'm looking at it from the mathematical and psychological perspectives, you know, human nature and stuff like that. And I think it's absolutely fascinating. Well, I, Even... I, have, a, yeah, I have a problem with a game that you can do everything perfectly perfect and still lose. Understandable, uh, uh, understandable, and ooh, that 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 now that's another dilemma that just popped in my mind. Boy, that that's a great case for not liking it, because if you're totally honest, maybe even honest to a fault, yes, uh, you'll say, "Oh, I'm I'm going to share because I'm a nice guy. I haven't lied to you the whole show," and you tell that to the other person, he could uh, he or she could easily be like, "Okay, well, you know what? I'll share too because." You've been honest with me the entire game, and I've been honest with you. And then all it takes is one act of deception, and your 50% stake in the winning is now gone. So I could definitely see why you might not like it for that reason. Uh-huh. Now, I don't know why Greg doesn't like it, but I'm sure his reasons are valid. It was just a boring show to me. I mean, the gimmick, is, the whole joke is, oh, it's balls. They're picking balls. 
and balls. Yeah, and then afterwards, it's just like it's like a it's like they they talked it out, and it's like they're talking out the balls. They're talking out the balls, and it's like there's no fun to this whatsoever. They like talking about balls. They're talking about balls. It's no. It's not fun. It's not fun to watch at all. There's well, again, no, there's your, your no mileage may vary. There's no playability to it either. That's no. another thing. Well, there's, there's no interactivity. That, that, that's, not, uh, that's not a bad point at all. Because, yeah. you know, how much fun is it watching people open up balls? Oh, my gosh. I'm, oh, God. You know this, what? this is going to be rated X by the end of the show. <laughs> but, yeah, how much fun is it seeing people open balls and show, oh, I got 15 pounds. Oh, I got 75 pounds. You know, you don't have a vested interest or a stake in the game. Uh, I'm sure ITV did some sort of interactive game because it seems like every game show, especially British uh, at that time, would have, oh, you can win 1,000 pounds by picking the right box on deal or no deal. Or you can win 10,000 pounds by playing uh, a more recent game like Five Gold Rings at home. So I'm sure there was some lure... Okay, you can win five thousand pounds by, you know, picking which one of these is the uh, five thousand pound ball or whatever. Didn't NBC sort of have like a play along thing with the or no deal? Oh yeah, I was just oh, thinking absolutely. About that. Yes. I was just thinking about that. Yes, and and also one versus a hundred had a play along game too. So it, it's not uncommon, and that's usually the lure is, okay, yeah, this is a boring game. There's no interactivity, but hey. You have a you know one in a hundred thousand chance of winning five thousand pounds, and conceivably it could be a free entry. I mean, usually they charge you for text entries or SMS entries, but usually they say if you go online to our website, you can get one entry for free. So you can. So so there's a, a draw there, but no, I understand you know the the interactivity. That that's a very valid point because th- th- that's sort of like. It's almost like if you go to a casino and you're watching an old lady play slots, well, what fun is it? She's not going to give you anything if she wins. You know, it's, it's more fun to actually partake in the game, you know, put your dollar in the slot or, or however much money you want to play and, and pull the handle. Uh-huh. Sort of the same thing. I absolutely understand where you're coming from. But again, that, that's the difference between you and me. Yeah, you're not interested in it since you can't have uh, any sort of vested interest. I have no vested interest in this game, yeah. Yeah, but also at the same point, I look at it from the point of view of, oh my gosh, this is like a, a probability... Oh God, forget this term because um, uh, all the balls we're talking about. This is like a probability wet dream. Okay, let me rephrase that. This is like a master's course in probability. Just all the odds and and then you've got the psychological factors coming into play. I think this is brilliant for that reason. But again, I'm not going to disagree with your opinion because it's your opinion. But you're absolutely right. Well, no play-along factor definitely can bore you out. Yeah. It's like there's no play-along. Uh, there's no play-along. And the, pro- and the prisoner's dilemma is always a, a sour point as far as I'm concerned. At least as used in game shows. Future installment, take it all. I'm looking at you. Yeah, uh, it, it just seems sort of like a, a bit of a cop-out using the prisoner's dilemma. There's got to be a better way, but what that way is, 
I don't know, and I'm not going to speculate because we've got to end the show. Yeah, I'm going to steal. Well, Mike liked it, but for Greg and me, Golden Balls was just a thing on TV with balls. Balls. Hey, it's not my fault that two out of the three of us are wrong. Balls. Balls. Golden Balls. You know what? But you well, know what else has balls? Oh, would be it was a thing on TV.com. Yeah. Uh-huh. Huh? More about the show, more about us, all the past episodes, and our social feeds. Oh yeah. Like, like comment, subscribe, share because sharing is caring. Five stars. We accept nothing less. Yeah, come on, give us some of the five star reviews. It's like we've we've been like what in a drought of five star reviews. Like seriously, we've been in a drought of reviews. Yeah, yeah. Yep. If if you if you can if you can write a review, like a re- just a review, like you could be like one sentence. As long as you give us five stars and you write a review, we'll we'll give you something. Our gratitude. That's what we'll give you. Or gratitude, yeah. Yeah, and, and again, none of that four-star stuff. You know you love us. And I'm going to even call out my girlfriend. Laura, I know you're listening to this. You could just put a review on there and say, I'm doing this because my boyfriend told me to. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, until uh, next week, well, next, oh, I yeah. know Greg has been dying to do the first episode the next fir- week. Oh, we looks like Greg's been dying to do both of them. You both of them, but the first episode, I was thinking if as long, if one episode of this show shows up online somewhere, we're gonna do it, and it did. Yeah, it happened maybe about a month ago or so. Oh yeah, and not only that, but one of the people in this show is someone who's been featured in a previous entry. Oh boy, that narrows it down to about uh, 1,500 people. Uh, yeah, it's down to 1,500 people. Man, yeah, it's going to be, yeah. But I'll say this person is very heavenly, if I may say so. Oh no. Uh, no. <laughs> See, me and Chico know what he's saying. Yeah. And, if you've been on the, and if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know what Greg is saying. <laughs> you. As as she would say, why don't you just say the name? Oh, why don't you show? just? Oh, why don't you just tell them what we're doing? Yeah, telegraph it a little more there, Greg. But uh, the, the second episode, uh, this is something again we've sort of wanted to cover for uh, a little while, and uh, it's again another timely episode, uh, given what will be happening uh, around that time. What may or may and, not be happening around that time. Well, hopefully May. We'll, we'll, we'll put a positive twist on it. And this is another one that Greg and I vividly remember from back in the day. Oh, this was this was so painful to watch, I remember. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. I'll, I'll tell you what. I want, <laughs> I'll tell you what. This had this was the this was so terrible. I I walked out of my own room. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and it's terrible not because of who was involved more than the situation that happened. What in. what was involved? What was involved? 
what was involved and what one of the participants was in that particular instance. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll talk about that next week. So as always, from us three, thank you for listening. Uh, and we will talk to you next week when we'll have two new installments of It Was a Thing on TV. Wow! You know what I had to say after watching Golden Balls, guys? What's that? Get back! All right. <laughs> <laughs>